T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's McCaffrey. Oh, what a hole! A gaping hole! McCaffrey, one man to get around! Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, 49ers beat the Raiders 37-34 in overtime on uh, Sunday. They have the second seed now. Man. So that means as of now, they'll have two home games and one road game against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles if the Eagles can get that far. We'll see. Quarterback hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steiny, I've been critical of JP all season. He's playing, playing but you can also say he contributed to Elzo. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I do want to make a make a point about Jordan Poole, but okay. I think Lorenzo Neal is poised. But if he's not, so I'm looking at Jordan Poole. This, this is what we got him. Nah, see, I can't. We'll get back. Yeah, but I, I, you know me, I lose my train of thought. All right, we got him. All right, well, Low Neal, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? How we doing? Happy Do- New Year, baby. Yeah, Happy New Year, Low. Uh, Merry belated Christmas. It was great, guys. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, Lorenzo. We got to go to the, the the big story, obviously with with Demar Hamlin. Um, what have you ever seen anything like it in your time in the NFL? No, no I have not, guys. It was watching the game last night. I mean, hey, this is for the AFC number one seat, and mm. I was you know I wanted to see a great game. You looked at Cincinnati, great first start. Buffalo comes down, scores their three. And this is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a great game. And Guru and Steiny, the thing that that took me, that took, I was taken back. It was a Guru. You've hit me. You've hit harder than that. And Steiny, you've probably been hit harder than that. That's the thing that struck me. But first glance at the hit, guys. I'm telling you right now, that's a routine tackle. The guy threw him over his body, and it was like I was like, okay, did it? And you've seen him stand up, and he falls out, and. It was like, what happened? I knew it wasn't a concussion. I played football long, long enough to know that it's not a concussion. I played football long enough to know that, hey, this is not a concussion. It can't be broken neck or nothing like that because the guy just turned into him. He didn't hit him underneath the chin. He didn't, and it's like, and then you saw the guy stand up and collapse. And in my in my seventeen year career, guys, high school, college, pros, I've never seen anything like that. And I think the thing that just, like, struck me was the aftermath, that when watching these men cry and weep, when you see a guy, you know, is trying to resuscitate him, and, and the magnitude in which it happened, and just to watching guys weeping and praying and, and coming together and, and, and understanding both sides, and the game meant nothing. Didn't care if they got to watch the game. People were, didn't care. It was just the fans were cheering, and everyone understood that moment that moment that there was a life that on a field that, you know, a grown man playing a kid's game, getting a king's dress, it does not pose a happen like that. And my thoughts and prayers is with this young man and his family and both these teams and just his mom and his father and, you know, those loved ones. I t- reached out to Kelly Skipper, who was a running back coach for me at Fresno State, who was my coach with the Raiders and been knowing him for over 30 years. And, um, you know, he just, you know, said praying. I said, I'm praying for you guys. And, you know, he's a Buffalo running back coach. So, you know, it, it was very concerning to me. So it was just, I've never, to answer your question, guys, never seen anything like that. Um, know that he was, you know, in pretty bad shape. And just just haven't seen anything like it ever. Lo, I'm with you. And unlike you, you're a former player, Stani. You know, I'm a fan. And I was on my couch watching what I deem, you know, these guys are gladiators to me from different sides, you, you know, weeping and, and holding each other. 
And I honestly, I tweeted this out, Low. I felt like there's no way, and, and you could say it's selfish, but just from my vantage point, there's no way this game should continue. And then you heard the comment Joe Buck talk about, hey, they've been given five minutes. And I give kudos to both coaches because I'm not in the know, but I feel like they made the decision, like, we, we can't continue to play. Did Can you share with us what was going through your mind? Like, did you think, okay, after that ambulance left the field, are they going to actually try to continue this game? Because I did. Yeah, I, I, you know what, guys? Here's why I said no. Because you guys have seen guys get hurt, bad on the field, blown knees, guys get knocked out. You saw Tua. You've seen, but you see guys' hands, when Tua got knocked out, his hands crossed. But you see guys get carried off the field in, in, you know, on the stretcher, and the thumb goes up, and they resume play. See, guys, this was different. That's why I'm saying, and like you, to your point, Guru, this was something I've never seen. I've seen guys get carried hell. Guru, you guys laugh at me. I got knocked out and, you know, had, you know was out. No one cried. I but they knew that I was going to be okay. Tua, you know, get knocked out. You see him go cross-eyed and get knocked out and hands go, you know, and he's hurt. But you still see his thumb go up. You see guys with a stretcher that's sometimes maybe even – paralyzed being and you still see them a thumb up or they you they conscious and guys still able to play but last night when you saw life leaving guy and they stopped breathing and doing mouth to mouth on the field and people are crying and saying they can't breathe you can't see you couldn't play that after that you, that that's the difference and we've seen guys horrific injuries daryl stingley you know jack yeah, yeah. so we've seen horrific injuries but the way that they saw this guy go lifeless and the way that they stopped breathing and bring the ambulance you didn't see a Allen actually came on the field and, and did see that. If they would have played last night, what if another guy get hurt? The guy's the mental attitude of those games. What now if someone gets any injuries, anything? The NFL couldn't let that after last night. It was just, it was it was an eerie, different feeling. And that's why I think you and Steiny and everyone's talking about across America is because it was different. It was eerie. We've, if we've seen big hits, guys. They know that that was just odd and a different and i don't think it you know it's two things i mean in my when i watched it i watched it 50 times and i'm not a doctor but i can tell you either he's getting ready to make the tackle you see him, he's not really thinking the guy's going to turn into him so maybe his body's just lax and then all of a sudden he just he surprised him so it hit him like in the chest and maybe boom it hit his heart so it's like okay it skipped a beat or he had some type of you know aneurysm or something like that because it wasn't a helmet to helmet. Right. It was not a violent blow. Yeah. Lorenzo Neal joining us on 95.7 The Game. He joins us uh, usually on Mondays. Um, and then you can also hear him Mondays at 6 on the football hour with Sean Salisbury. Um, let's uh, let's turn our attention to the 49ers real quick. Uh, low, they won 37-34 in overtime. Probably tougher game than a lot of people thought. But let, 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 me, let me ask you this about Christian McCaffrey. I, I felt like when... The, the news came out that the Panthers would entertain something with Christian McCaffrey in terms of a trade. I, I almost felt like, how do I put like he, he was a, he's been a little banged up, but like they have gotten the Christian McCaffrey who's a superstar. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's better, not than I just thought he was, but I feel like maybe the 49ers saw that he still – a great, great player when maybe other teams were like, he may have lost a step. You know what I mean? It's very simple, guys. I say it all the time, Guru, Steiny, you guys always know I say this. I say, if all things being equal, players make plays, but coaches make decisions yeah. that can help determine outcomes of the game. If Jerry Rice is lined up playing man, and you're playing, you as a coach say, I'm going if you as a DB say, I'm going to play man to man, have fun, because Jerry Rice is going to make a play. The coach's job is the doubling, bracketing, do other things that's going to help determine the outcome of the game. Because if you lined up and said, I'm going to go man-to-man all day, coaches, he's going to eat you up. So the coach has to make a decision that's going to help determine the outcome of the game, and that's take Jerry Rice away. You take certain guys away. McCaffrey, guys, when you see what Cal Shanahan has been able to use him as a chess piece and move him around the pod and move him around the board, line him up in the slot, line him up at the X, line him up at the Z, line him up at the F, 
they move him all over and run the ball, throw the ball, what all the things he can do. This guy, to me, guys, is one of the closest, and I'm not saying this just because he's a Niner and we've covered the Niners. He's the closest thing to LaDainian Thomason in a long time. Now, he doesn't have the – he can't make got cut on a dime and make you know leave ten cents change. He can cut on a dime and leave nine cents change, and you know he doesn't have maybe as much wiggle. But as far as the speed, route running, be able to beat guys in the route, passing tree, you can guard him. He's too too physical and too fast for safeties, and he's too fast for linebackers and too physical for safeties. How do you line him up? This guy is a nightmare. So McCaffrey, to me, when you think about just what he's brought to the offense. He's made this offense, in my opinion, guys, unstoppable. Mm. It, it made this offense way more consistent, Guru, yeah. because mm. the versatility you can get from McCaffrey. Dude, I just told Stani and the listeners pretty much the same thing, Lo, and I'm going to be real here. You know I like to play the ponies. It was nine and a half. Coming into this game, I just knew the Niner defense was going to slaughter uh, the Raiders. But we talked two weeks ago, and I said, you know what, Stani Lo? The, the Niners, D, they've been getting a good whistle. I've been seeing some plays made. They've been called back. And this is just one game. But this Niner defense, I didn't recognize them. Now, they got a game against Arizona. And, you know, Arizona, they're, they're not playing for anything low. But going into the playoffs, I got to believe whoever the Niners tangle with, they're going to look at this tape and the Kansas City tape. But to you, a former player, Describe, have you lost any confidence in this defense and mainly the secondary with what you well, saw Sunday? Great question, Guru. And, and, and Steiny, every time I come on, I always ask, and Steiny, you and I, we go out and we, we, t- we, but we say, you only can play the teams that's put in front of you. Yep. They played against a team in the Raiders that only lost these, if they lost one game, got beat really bad, and that's by the Saints by 20. But besides that, it's been one score games. This Raider team. That was a playoff game for the Raiders. The Raiders had, if they were had any hopes, that was a playoff. They, the, the Niners played a playoff game. Now, I, I've always said that, hey, I don't know if this, this defense is, is, is as great as everyone's. No, it's not. Right. And, and it, it's not as great as everyone. I, I will say everyone's, oh, this is like the Bears. No. Right. They haven't played anybody with a great offense. They played Kansas City. You see what happens. And you've seen when you played against great teams. Well, not great teams because the Raiders not great. But a team that can score and put some points on the board and have some weapons, you struggle. Now, here's the deal. I'm not saying that they're a bad defense. It's, it is a good defense. I'm just saying let's not hold when we talk about this is Ed Reed and the Baltimore Ravens right. and Ray Lewis. And that's what people just got to be a little bit back that down just a little bit. Now, it's a good defense. Now, let's, let's face it. Nicky Bosa can play on any defense, and he would be good right. in any area, and he would be great in any area. The end of that game, Nicky Bosa, he closed that game for him. He put the pressure, put his tackle, the tackle in the quarterback's lap, the quarterback throw the ball up for grabs, and that was that one. There's the interception. But I'll tell you right now, to me, this was the best game for the Raiders, guys. This was the best game for the Raiders of this year, in my by far. This was the best team game that I've seen them play because your defense did make plays, your offense had to make plays. Brock Purdy had to come from behind. You got to see this offense. That this, the guru didn't you have to? Didn't you enjoy? It? Because when the defense needed to make a big stop, it did. Right. When they were down double digits, they needed to get a stop and a turnover, and they got the ball back. Offense, offense got three points, seven points. They made plays when they needed to. I loved it because you got to see Brock handle pressure, have to have to delegate and put the ball in different spots have to be down, have to go down to drive to win, have to go out back and take the lead. You got to see every the ebb and flows of a football game, and you got to see a quarterback that's a rookie that taken offense. They said, I want to see how this guy plays from behind. I want to see him in a pressure situation. The guy was unflappable. I got to see something from the offense as a team that gives me more hope yeah. in the playoffs than I've ever had. Because we all said if this team gets down by 10, we all said if a team gets 30, the first, we always said the first team to 30 or 28 loses. Now the, the Niners can't come back. You'll see now, we've got to see this week that you can see a team that can be down but have the ability to score and to strike at any time. That's what I loved about the Niners. Yeah. Lorenzo Neal joining us on 95-7, the game. Um let me, let me ask you about, and I know we don't talk about the Raiders a lot, but when they uh, released Carr 
and told him to, you know, go away, not to be a distraction. You know, Derek Carr's been their quarterback for a decade or so, and my initial thought was, okay, that's the franchise quarterback. He's a class act. He seems to be loved by his teammates. This team is really on the edge this week. I'm talking about the Raiders. Like I, you know, it could have been a 45-3 game. John Dickinson, our man, says to me before the game, he says, you know what we're going to find out a lot about today? And I said, what? He goes, uh, we might find out a little bit about Derek Carr. And I said, what? And he goes, you know what? We're going to find out about Derek Carr. Mm. Because if, if this thing was so emotional and the team was so distraught, they might have given less than 100% effort. But, mm. like, that was a real... Like that was a professional. Those guys wanted that was a big game for the for the Raiders, even though it was in the aftermath of something where you know the organization was getting criticized for not caring and all that kind of stuff. Rightfully so, rightfully so. But I, I, Sonny, I totally understand. Here's the thing: they were professionals, but at the same sense, they're going to go out there and they play for them. And at the same sense, they understand that these guys that they that that they still had a chance to get a playoff. They still lost like the Raiders. They still was made it a one-score game. Tell me how many games the Raiders lost, just like yeah. the game that we saw this past Sunday. Tell me how many mm. games that the Raiders car threw an interception at the end of the game. At the end of the game. Tell me the, last week against the Steelers. So did we not see a carbon copy of what the Raiders have done this whole year, a yeah. one-score game? Yeah. So I get it. So for me, it's not necessarily a car. I think that it's the coach. I look at this coach, and you think about what he's done. Last year, Carr takes him to the playoffs. They almost beat a Cincinnati team in Cincinnati, and now all of a sudden it's Carr. What about this head coach, McDaniel? This is the second trip. What has he done? This team, were hard. they went out and brought Devontae Adams, brought in more weapons. Why did this team underachieve? I just think, look, if you want to turn the page on Carr, that's fine. That's the NFL, and that's your prerogative. You're a coach, you're an organization. But you just don't handle a guy who's been in your organization like that. That's not class. I don't think you handle Derek Carr and say, oh, don't come to the stadium. Don't do this. Don't do that. He's a, he's a pro. You don't do that to an individual. We don't want you to stay there. We want you nowhere apart. That's just, to me, that's the part that I'm like, God, the, could, could you have handled that a different way? If you don't want to start him, fine. Don't want to sleep, that's fine. Hey, Derek, you understand this is why we're doing it. But I just think for you to say stay away and do the way they did, I just think that you owe the guy more than that. No, that's great stuff, Low. You know what? And I don't even want to put you on the spot. But it's the last thing in regard to Hamlin. So Buffalo has a game this week against New England, Low, and Cincinnati for that matter. And right now, by all reports, you know, he's fighting for his life in a hospital. They, they, they don't know what's going on. Can you just walk us through what you think today and this week will be like? Like, this doesn't just, oh, let's get back to work, especially, you know, since we don't have the prognosis of him doing better can you put yourself in Buffalo's shoes of, like, how how, do, how does the organization try to get ready for this weekend? Yeah, it, it, it's tough. You know, it, it's it's tough. I mean, we had a guy, Stephen Foley, you know him very well. Guru, you know, you know, Steiny, you as well. We go, he gets shot. You know, he gets Stephen Foley, outside linebacker, one of the best linebackers in the league. He's having a Pro Bowl type of year. He gets shot. We're at the Chargers. You know, one of our brothers gets shot. And he was a big part of our team. And we lost him. Marty Schottner was the coach, and we had to rally. And, and you know, it's tough. But this is a tougher situation. But guys are resilient. This is a situation that, you know, that, hey, I was doing radio, and, you know, and lost my father. And, and, and I don't mm-hmm. know if athletes are built different and do the things to do in Steiny. We know that sometimes the show still has to go. Now, you can say, okay, do you, do you say, do you? If you ask, if I understand what's going on, this is horrible. But it's like the Buffalo Bills feel they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. They have a good team. Do they just do you say, can we just postpone the season and say, we don't want to play, we just want to stop playing for the, the rest of the year, we don't want to play next week, the week after, we don't want to go to the playoffs? You can't do that. Cincinnati was had a chance to be the number one seed, or number, could be one possibly number one seed. So the show has to go on. I know, I know personally. I can speak like you said, Guru. I played this game, and I've been in some tough collisions. You know, C4, C5, my neck's jacked up. They want me to do surgery. Didn't know if I was going to have to retire. You know, been knocked out and all those different things. I can tell you right now, if I was unconscious, if I was in, well, I can tell you now why I'm not, I would want my team to play. And I would want my team to rally. I would want my team to be tough, and I would be, if I could talk, if I could say, I said, right. guys, go win it for me. I'll say, guys, go and play. 
I would not, as a player, even though your heart's heavy and you're just, you, you know, Gloss Jr. Seau, the best, one of my best friends, eat his restaurant. This was a brother to me. Even with a heavy heart, guys would still want guys to go on and live their life and play a game that that's what he got hurt playing a game that he loved. Mm. Hello. Good stuff, uh, man. Appreciate, uh, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. No worries. Cheers, guys. All right. That's Lorenzo Neal, former uh, NFL fullback. Yeah. I shouldn't have asked him that, but should ask him what? The last question. Just about, like, you know, Stan, could you imagine you or I just, you know, we have stuff, and I should, I'm more than you, but I share all kind of stuff going on with me. I lost my cousin to Ron Strada this morning. Yeah. Rest in peace. And I come in here, I ain't seen you in two weeks, and the first thing I say to you and Evan is that, but I appreciate you guys, and I love you, man, but... I mean, how do you how do you go forward? And especially Stani, we don't they don't know what what's he facing. You know, it's one thing where Stani's doing good, but this is still up in the air. Yeah, We're talking think, about his life. I mean, I think there's I think there's two things going on. One is uh, respect for the player who's on the verge of death. Mm. Okay, so you you must think about your actions in light of. There's an NFL player who's teetering. Man. So, yeah, it's great if, you are, if you're a player that has a mentality of, you know, uh, we, we got we to gotta somehow overcome it. There's another thing, too, is, I mean, if you're an NFL player and you're asked to play, there's two, you know, maybe you're like, I'm not, I'm not playing when we don't even know if this guy's going to live or okay. die. Gotcha. But then the other thing is, you know, how does it affect – a guy who's got to go out there thinking, "That's real." What if man. it's me next? That's real talk. Like it's not crazy to think, you know what? Some guys may just not play the rest of the year. I, like, I do like, not, I, I do human. not want to minimize this no, at all. No, no doubt. And it, it just depends on everybody's perspective of it. And and Lowe talked about the non, if I can say this, Donnie, violence of this hit. I thought about Reggie Lewis. I thought about Hank Gathers. Like. You know, th- th- those were, you know, and I wasn't there to, but that that's how, you know, that, that's what happened to them. Cardiac arrest. Donnie, so this is, I'm rooting for him, man. And, I, and like you just said, if a player was like, I can't go on, you would understand it. Yeah. I mean, you would. Unfortunately, in the society we live in now, if, uh, if they want to play a game next week and kind of just move on like the NFL likes to do, if you're a player that's thinking to himself, you know, I just can't move on right, like this. Right. I mean, come on. This is this is ridiculous that we're just moving on. Man. A lot of people say, hmm, that guy's soft. No, there's S- I mean, man. I hate to say it, but like n- I mean, football is just relentless in terms of not wanting to upset the status quo. And the money. Exactly. Exactly. Uh Matt Steinman's Daryl, the guru Johnson with you. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Guru and I haven't uh, Guru and I haven't uh, been together for a little bit. How here, was so. Santa to you? He was good. He was yeah. good. Ross Tucker coming okay. up in five minutes. Uh, how was Santa? He was yeah. good. He was. You good. got something? I got a. Uh, I got golf rain gear. I would have been able to wear it, oh, but man. I. I got up. some LeBron new hoop shoes that I've tested out twice from the wife. Wait a minute. I so some new shoes. Basketball boy, I'm out there, Stoney. Okay, so I don't get this. So, Warriors World, they have a website yeah. that's uh, dedicated <laughs> to the Golden guy, State Warriors. Yeah, it runs by up, R- Rashid. Yeah. And he wants, I don't know why, but just because he's a nice guy, sent me some curries. This is about five, this is about ten years ago. Oh, I feel better now. I thought it just happened this Christmas. So I, Go ahead. I was playing back then a little bit. This is more. You were. So I used them to play, and everybody was like, how can you play in those? I'm like, well, we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You got to be kidding me. I'm what? with you. I'm balling. I guess some people just, no, you don't wear them to play. Oh, you got to wear yeah, them I'm with style. you. No, please. I've, I've been playing, Stoney. I ain't falling down. <laughs> I feel faster and lighter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Santa was good. So you got new new sneakers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I, I got a uh, an underwear and socks. Got socks. Yeah. I got some socks. Yeah. I gave a uh, Bri- two socks or a regular uh, dress socks. Dress socks. Yeah. Well, they came with a pair of shoes. Okay. It actually, wasn't from my family. It was yeah. from something else. All right, we got Ross Tucker. Uh, Ross Tucker coming up on the other side, and also Warriors Wednesday. Uh, that's tomorrow. That will be brought to you by Friedman Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Bob Myers coming up tomorrow, tomorrow on a Warriors Wednesday. It's going to be sponsored by Friedman's Appliance. But up next, Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Motion from McLeod. Purdy, play action. For the end zone, it's Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, joining us right now is Odyssey's NFL insider, 95.7 The Game's NFL insider, Ross Tucker. Uh, Ross, I, there were about three things I wanted to get to you today. I want to talk Niners. I wanted to get a little into Penn State. But, you know, obviously, first things first with uh, DeMar Hamlin. You, you, uh, you played in the NFL. I'm sure you watched the whole thing, like, just – what what goes through your mind as someone who's much closer to it than the rest of us? Just really scared, probably like everybody else was. Mm. You know, um, I've never seen anything like that on a football field. You know, when Joe Buck first said CPR, that's when you get real, real concerned. And, um, you know, I played three years for the Bills. You know how closely I follow high school football. DeMar yep. Hamlin's a Pittsburgh kid. He went to Pittsburgh Central Catholic, and I knew about him. I don't know when he was in 10th grade, maybe. I, mean, I remember watching right. him in the state championship in Hershey against Parkland High School, which is from Allentown, Pennsylvania. I mean, you know, I don't know him. To sure. my knowledge, I've never even met him, but I follow it so closely that you kind of almost feel like you do know him, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um sure because I've been following him since he was in 10th grade, and now he's a couple years in the NFL. And, you know, there's a lot of emotions that come back to me, right? You know, they, they mention that his mom's there. So, of course, I think about my mom and what it was like for her when I was playing. And, you know, I think about how, you know, it's funny. I think it's natural to personalize stories like this and I, I said to my wife last night you know we're both laying in bed watching ESPN talking about it and I said gosh I'm so glad I don't play anymore you know because mm. I used to pray before every game you know to to just keep everybody out there free from any type of serious injury and I didn't even know that this this thing was a possibility whatever they're calling it commodio cordis is what several doctor friends of mine have said that they believe it is and tell me about it in other sports and stuff. Uh, But I I didn't know about that. But as a player, um, I think, you know, you primarily think about paralysis and those type of things, right? Like, you know, I grew up probably like you guys with Mike Utley from the Lions and Dennis Bird from the Jets. So when I was a player – you know, I was on the wedge on kickoff return. You kind of knew, like, 
keep your head up and bowl your neck because, you know, the one thing I know for sure I don't want to have happen today is I don't want to come out of this game paralyzed. No doubt, Ross, and as a, a fan, unlike a player like yourself, I've never seen a football game stopped. I've never seen it paused. And I've never, I told Steiny and the listeners, I hadn't saw an ambulance on the field. And I'm like you, when I heard CPR, I tweeted out, there's no way they're going to finish. You know, not a play by play, but did you and your wife and the, the player in you think, you know what, are they going to even try to continue this game? How soon, can you share with us how soon you thought, you know what, this game's done? As soon as I heard CPR. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I heard CPR and it lasted that long and I saw the look on, like, Josh Allen's face and stuff, I I did not think they were going to try to play. Because what if the worst-case scenario happened? You know, I mean, Mm. feels like it would be an awfully bad look if they're playing a football game and, God forbid, DeMar Hamlin had passed away. Although, I do think it's interesting. I've been thinking about this. I'm not comparing the two, but I actually was on the field one time when the ambulance came on the field. I was playing for the Bills. Um, 2004, we were playing the Patriots, and our right tackle, Big Mike Williams from Texas, you know, was motionless on the ground. You know, he suffered a, a neck injury or neck concern or whatever. So they brought the backboard out, and they have all the personnel out there, and then the ambulance comes out, and... He can't help but kind of look in the stands, and we all know Mike, and we know his wife, Anisha, and my wife yeah. was there. We were, I think we were engaged at the time. You know, you think about all that stuff. But what's wild is, with the neck and spine stuff, you know, they took him off in the ambulance. We're all concerned about it. We don't know if he can walk or what. You're kind of talking yeah. about it. You're even talking with the Patriots about it. And then... They take him off, and you play the next play, and it feels like slow motion, and doesn't even feel like you're really playing. And then the next play after that, it's like totally back to normal, like nothing ever happened. Yeah, man, man, that's I. I don't think that's something Crazy. non-football players can even understand, to tell you the truth. But I appreciate that perspective. Ross Tucker joining us here uh, on ninety-five-seven, the game. Let's uh, let's talk a little football. Niners. Uh, they won in overtime, 37-34. First of all, now it's time to bring the Eagles in here a little. The, the uh, 49ers now the number two seed. What's going on with Jalen Hurts? Is this is this uh, more serious than, than people might think? No, I don't think it is. I, I think that, obviously, he had a shoulder injury. They had three games to win one. They have a really good backup. So they certainly didn't want him to – they have to shoot him up to play against the Cowboys. So they put Minshew out there. They played very well. Minshew played very well. They probably should have won the game. They lost the turnover battle by three, and they lost. And I think they thought, yeah, maybe we could put Hurts back out there this week, but Minshew's a really good backup, and we're playing at home now, and let's just take care of business and be able to rest Jalen until the playoffs. But then they lost. Minshew did not play well. They did not play well. Credit to the Saints for coming to play. Um, so my guess is that they probably play Hurts against the Giants. I don't know if the Giants are going to even play their guys because they're locked into the sixth seed. I'd be surprised if the Eagles don't win. But they do have some concerning injuries with Lane Johnson and Avante Maddox. But it just kind of feels like if they do have Hurts back out there, that'll provide a major spark and that the Eagles – um, especially if they're going against the Giants' backups, I would imagine that they win the game and they lock up number one seed anyway. And I don't know, maybe on some level, it's a blessing that Hurts and some of these guys aren't aren't resting for you know three weeks or whatever. Ross, I, you being a former player, I need you to educate uh, the listeners and myself on this. The Niners had an exciting win over the Raiders in Vegas. Bosa, he was in on the last play that caused the game. You know, an interception. He he hit uh, Stidham's arm. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm sipping the the Bosa Kool-Aid, but I thought about why can't a defensive player get MVP? 
Lawrence Taylor got it last in 1986, and before him, Alan Page in 1971. But because they give DPOY, does that negate a defensive player getting MVP as well? Because, you know, Hurts is hurt, no pun intended. But I'm like, if a defensive player did deserve it, I think we're watching Bosa deserve it this season. Your thoughts? If they're going to talk about Justin Jefferson as MVP candidate, Mm. they should absolutely talk about Nick Bosa Mm. as an MVP candidate. Now, just by the nature of the sport, I don't think either one of those guys can ever be as valuable as like Patrick Mahomes or Hertz or Josh Allen or whoever, just because of how vitally important the quarterback position is. But yeah, man. I mean, if, if you're talking about non-quarterbacks, I would put Nick Bosa probably right. ahead of Justin Jefferson. He's been, Jefferson's been fantastic, but the the star has been the Niners' defense. They've had the best defense in football. I don't necessarily know what happened against the Raiders. He's been the best defensive player this year. So I'll be curious. You know, this is the first year where I don't know if they rank it one through three or one through five, but this is the first year where you're not just voting for one guy as mm. it relates to um, as it relates to MVP. So I'll be curious to see if you know when it, if you're only voting for one guy, nobody's voting for Nick Bosa or Jefferson. But if there's a one through five, mm. you know that actually gives them a chance where I feel like you know maybe they actually will get a chance to get some votes. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up, if Bosa or Jefferson ends up in the top five in the voting. Yeah, Ross Tucker joining us on 95.7 The Game. He's our NFL Odyssey insider. You know, Ross, uh, you know, I'm out in the Bay and, and you're back east, but people that don't know us don't understand a, <laughs> a pride we have in, in our hometown of Reading, Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, watching Nick Singleton do what he did for Penn State – uh, in the Rose Bowl, I don't know about you, but it just made my day. Governor Mifflin product out of you know outside Reading. Um, how, how are you feeling about about our hometown and just the plethora of just phenomenal athletes out there from our area? Let, let me let me. I want to ask. I wanna, I'm going to spin that tiny on Guru. Okay, Guru. Guru. Talk to Where me. Where did you grow up? Uh, Union City, California, here in the East Bay. <laughs> okay. Who are like some of the best athletes from there? Uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Mouton, uh, Daryl Bird, who recovered the touchdown for the Raiders in the '82 Super Bowl against the Skins. Uh, Eddie House and Roy Williams from the Cowboys from Oklahoma, the safety. Oh, that he, Roy was my teammate. Yeah, we oh, call I it got, the Union, Ross, but it's Union City right now because of Roy because uh, <laughs> against the um, against the. The Redskins back then on Thanksgiving, he made an unbelievable play for a touchdown, and we beat him, which was amazing. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Well, so okay, let's go back. Let's go to the Roy Williams when he was balling out at Oklahoma, and then when he made those plays for the Cowboys. Did you feel a sense of pride or not real? Oh, the ultimate pride. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because <laughs> okay, I, I think that that is the way it should be everywhere. I <laughs> no think. doubt. Right. You know, when you're from somewhere, I think you should take pride. There's several. Uh, there's a couple NFL guys, Chad Henney for the Chiefs, sure. quarterback. Uh, <laughs> I see the great Kerry Collins, starting linebacker yeah. for the Detroit Lions. But yeah, Nick Singleton's an interesting one. They started telling me about him when he was in eighth grade. I would not be surprised if he's in the NFL draft in two years. I mean, Guru, he was the national wow. player of the year. He's five star. <laughs> Um, I mean, he looked kind of like Kajana Carter and, and take one. Wow. Maybe he'll be, maybe by then, um, C-Mac will be slowing down and Singleton will be the next Ooh. Niner running back under Shanahan to be piling up the yard. Wow. Nice, nice. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, I take pride, believe it or not, I love in it. Ross Tucker. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you don't even understand now, that. Now, does he they take can't. pride in Stein? That I don't know. <laughs> but it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a uh, it's a year thing. I'm older than Ross, so. Hey, uh, appreciate it, buddy. Happy New and, Year, man. Uh, have a great uh, New Year. We'll talk to you next week, man. 
Yeah, likewise. Should get real interesting next week. I'm looking forward to it. See you guys. All right. Ross Tucker, 95.7 The Game's Odyssey. Question for you. I I, I get that nobody cares about that. You know I love it. That's why why Ross is good. Because he's smart like most of the the guys from my area. you know, he he knows. I was going to say that you know, about Nick Singleton uh, from Reading, Pennsylvania, of course. Um, but he knows that nobody cares. Like nobody cares out here about Nick. So that's why he said, "Goo, I love who that. are your you, guys?" You see, I, and so then I you get to mention you get to mention some some people that actually mm-hmm. people from the Bay Area. Otis of. Amy, I forgot. Uh, Donnie Spragan. They Donnie played, Spragan. In a, played in the NFL. Hey, where did he question? play? Uh, Logan and play for the Dolphins. Oh, a couple other NFL teams. I mean what I'm about to say to you and Evan and the listeners and John back there. It, this is my first time seeing you in the new year, but at what juncture do you stop saying Happy New Year? <laughs> is it the 11th? If it's the first time, if probably it's after February, today. when do you stop? I think I'm probably done. Not six, not seven. I don't know. You know what? Ask Willard during the cross uh, okay, changeover tomorrow. because right. uh, he seems to have a hard, fast rule. He and Dibs. Oh, I think I it's. It. I think it's by Friday. Oh, you get till Friday and then it's over. The six. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. That was Ross Tucker. 888-957-9570 is the number. It's also the Xfinity Mobile Text Line. Man, uh, it's been a while since Goo and I have been together, and there's so so much to talk about. Uh, Warriors win in double overtime last night, 143-141. Clay with 54. Didn't have the most in the league, though. Mitchell had 71. I know. Good Lord. What are we? What's good? 71? See, now you're. No, I'm just like, man. I don't want to. I don't want to start out the new year. We love you, Clay. Like this, but on thirty-four shots, thirty-nine. Oh, <laughs> Dell Mitchell. Yeah, yeah Donovan. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Eleven assists, dude. Wow. Yeah, apparently he's ninety-nine points. He was responsible for. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that is absolutely pretty amazing. Um, I don't know. I, you're gonna don't hate on me for this. I missed you. I. The NBA, you know me. I love. I'm a basketball. Oh, it's this is the lowest it's been. I just don't. Where are you going? Sixty threes. The Warriors took. Oh, I know. Fifty nine. Fifty nine three pointers. Good God! It's just not. <laughs> oh, Patrick Ewan on line two. Hakeem on three. Yeah, it's Robinson just it on four. It's too much. Kareem on five. It's too much. Yeah. It's a new All right. Eight three one. Hey Stein, he saw you on KTVU yesterday morning. <laughs> You were looking disheveled, bro. Oh Do they not have mirrors in there or what? Hey, eight, three, I'm one. laughing with you. Are you serious? You. Did you not hear my story about that specifically? I'm not going to repeat. You're a gamer. I don't you like showed any of it, to be honest with you. No, I had to. I absolutely positively had to. By the way, uh, let's talk some Niners before yep. we get to 2 o'clock. Then we'll switch over a little bit to the Warriors. Let me tell you what Brock Purdy is great at. We gotta get to- I'm telling you, that play he made. Where he evaded and then threw it away. <laughs> I know. I, you know what? That game had so much stuff going on it, and I didn't have. I was watching it at a bar, so I didn't. Okay. I usually take notes. Yeah. Um, so I know exactly the time and situation. Gotcha. But the one where he, stu- he, he he takes the snap and he turns, and there's a guy right on him. And he's oh, got to turn the other way. Jimmy would have been done. And he somehow was able to elude. That's a big a, play. Huge, man. The, the series huge. was at stake right I know. there. I know. It's He is showing a smartness that maybe neither of their first two quarterbacks okay. have. There Where are you going with this? He's got poise. Okay. I mean, look, I, I – there's a chance that he will get to the he will get to the playoffs and something will happen and they lose. Maybe he throws two in. Because that's gonna happen to any of the Thank quarterbacks. You. Thank you. Okay. And especially a rookie quarterback. So But if he gets it done. Yeah. I mean, if he gets it done, it's gonna be an unbelievable story. But what I what I'm saying is if he's like any other rookie quarterback and you get to the playoffs. Like I don't expect much from him in the playoffs because he's a rookie. Like I always feel like young player. Hey, they got to the playoffs, great. Yeah. Well, don't expect a young player to be dominant. Don't expect a young player to win at all. 
you got some growing pains. They're going to maybe lose a, lose a game or two, and then you know you got to climb the mountain, yeah. so to speak. So there were a couple throws that uh, the Raiders got. There always are going to be, but that's every quarterback, right? Yeah, no he doubt. doesn't have the strongest arm, but either did Montana. But he knows what he wants to do with it, and I believe he makes up his mind quick. There is a scenario, because you asked Ross Donnie about Philly. I told you, I saw that hit and that weight that was on Hurt's shoulder. We'll see how hurt he is this Sunday. But with that said, if I come back Monday and see that the Niners have the number one seed, that's only two home games standing in their way to get to the Super Bowl. This is not one-on-one basketball when you talk about can Purdy get it done. Damn it, Steiny. I mean, I got my popcorn ready. Like, it's because what's getting lost is you told me your appreciation, and I appreciate it, about Kyle Shanahan and what you think of him with the Barrows thing, and it was awesome. But I feel like his flowers aren't being given by what he's asking and what he's doing, putting Brock in positions to win, too. This is his show. Everything they run or try to do, and McCaffrey. You talk about needing a Gatorade. He was doing everything Sunday, but still Kittle was eating. Still Ayuk was eating. And this is without right, your what, boy. What happens Debo. when Debo comes no, back? Nah, well, somebody's going to get nah, hosed. It, it don't even matter. Let me tell matter. you something. If the, if the 49ers, like this is, a, according to you, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, but in the Super Bowl, Debo only has two catches, you'll be mad. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm over it now. Because they're fast-breaking like the Showtime Lakers. Who got worthy? Coop, Kareem, Jamal. Like, there's so many. Who, why, who? As long as you eat. Angry Black in Union City. I was like, are you, what What's are you up, saying? Angry Black? No, that's his name. I assume it's a him. I was in a good mood. I didn't know what you were saying. What's up, Angry? What's going on? Hey, here's the thing. Um, Brock Purdy, um, if he continues the way Brock Purdy has been playing the last, what is it, four or five, then you should be sold on him. I'm sold on him, and I'm I'm a Raiders fan. Mm. But here's my question. Here's my question. If the Raiders kick a field goal when it was fourth and one, that kind of changes the whole dynamic of the game because at that point, I think they would go up by 13. They lost by three. So at that point, the Raiders aren't, their destiny isn't to win the next game and go to the playoffs and get a different seating. That that's not it. That, to me, the coach should have been put as many points on the board against this rookie, and mm. let's make it harder for him to come back. And I just want to see what you guys mm. think about that scenario. I'll listen to you guys. Appreciate. It. I wow, hadn't even crossed my mind. But they were doing. They were being aggressive, and do the Raiders got a quarterback, or do you dare say that in one game? He looked good. But, Steiny, what if they would have kicked that three? Well, then I'm one of those guys that believes nothing. Play scared. No. Like, the change is everything. Like, and and here's here's my point. You know, it's it's like the game against the Commanders. Oh, 49ers, they blew a 37-20. Hey, Dominic Gray. Okay, it was 14-7 midway through the third quarter. 7-7 at half. And Ron Rivera has a fourth and one at their own 40. And he goes for it. That, they don't get it. Boom. Wrong. It changes the whole game. Yeah, I'm with now you. it's a two-score game when the alternative would have been just he was impatient. Why not punt that? I'm with maybe you get it. Maybe you pin the 49ers at their 10. I'm not saying that's the reason they lost, but you, I, you can't. The 49ers, are one, they're kind of like the Warriors as far as I'm concerned now in terms of winning nine in a row. You can't make stupid mistakes against them. That, you, you can't give up points. Yeah. And, and it's almost like one of those things, uh, who was it, Brady? Touchdown to, was it Mike Evans? Mike Evans, huh? Flag. Coming back. Uh, guess what? You know yeah. what? I don't want to be overly Saints dramatic. Right. Ball game's over. Yeah, Saints have one, two, Seriously. and IAT. Hey, Ron Rivera, I, I mean what I'm about to tell you and the listeners. If you don't see me again and somebody say, hey, what'd you think about Guru? I honestly believe you would say, you know what? He cared. What, what did he care about? He, what, it don't matter. He cared. Who? You Who? know me. 
No, who cares? Me. About oh, what okay. I yeah. But you had Ron, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, after the game, telling the media he didn't know if they could be eliminated, tells me he started Carson Wentz thinking, we got a game to trick off. And to me, Steiny, oh, do you think he was playing? A lot of people in the industry were offended, but as a fan, that hurt me. And I thought about you. I know J.D. I sent J.D. a text. Steiny, you got to tell me. That that bothered you that Ron, it was perceived he didn't know if Green Bay had won and they lost, that they were done. That's why you started Wentz, because you thought you still were going to be that, in it. Do you know that for a fact? No, I don't. Okay. And it, it started, well, I'm Ron losing Rive- sleep you over know, Ron it. Rivera rang the cancer bell. Let's give him okay, the benefit okay. of the uh, doubt. You know, man. No, I like Ron Rivera. I do. I but th- even after this... Boy, he's, he, he was taking some too. Like, I didn't have to bring it up. People went in. People always you gotta go in. You got to know. That's all people do these days. Go in. <laughs> go hey, in. I heard the segment on the words you two don't like. Evan, I never heard him. What? Evan said you gotta, people got to quit using him. Remember the words yeah. you guys oh, There's another I, one, I too. I never heard and him. I, I can't believe this is the one that I didn't bring up. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. Somebody on Twitter said, hater. That's a fact. That word's gone. No, you know that's what, here to stay. You know, no, that's all Twitter is. No, it's not. Not in my book. <laughs> you know what? That's I Hater? I can't stand that. Yeah. You're a hater. Why? Well, because you actually thought that my favorite player is human. Yeah, people God, are talking about Jordan Poole. Yeah. Oh, Jordan Poole. No, we know he's great. Shut stuff. up about Jordan Poole. JP. But the highlight. He he turns the ball over like Curry turned the ball over early in his career. There's no difference. <laughs> oh, God. Guru, the gullible strikes again. Well, what, I'm not gullible. I, I, I believe uh, Ron didn't know that they lost. Well, they were he also, <laughs> I'm out of air. 415. Left. And we got to take a break. Great uh, hey, job, Goo. But this is something that's it's kind of your M.O. Like the golfer who fell into the creek was not Ty, was not Michael Jordan. It was not Michael Jordan. Hey, not to Come go on, man. After that. <laughs> Thank you for your help. How many, uh, you know what? We should go back in our text threads the oh whole year goodness. and find out how many times Spadoni texted the group and said, not real, goo. <laughs> All 888-957-9570 is the number. I see Moose and uh, Basic Cam. We'll get to your calls. We will also uh, talk a little bit about the Warriors. I'm going to stick up for Jordan Poole on the other side. We've got to take the long view, please. And tune in tomorrow as Bob Myers joins us on the Executive Show. It's brought to you by Yellow Sack. Try a dumpster bag for an easy waste removal process. Less mess, reduce stress, budget-friendly, and clean-friendly. Call 833-3-YELLOW or go to yellowsack.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.